New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Robert with you over here, hiding behind the banner. Ha Rev Z right here. I'm Rev Bill here in Philadelphia, the other side of the country. Tori Marcioni, same as him, also <laughs> daughter of minister. See the resemblance. <laughs> There we go. Thank you. Welcome to Ministers Talking Shit. This happens every Friday. Many of you that are regular watchers of our program know Reverend Bill, and uh, he's been promising us forever to bring his daughter Tori onto the program. Uh, based on the pre-show, she's going to fit in real well right around here. So uh, buckle up and get ready. Uh, we've got some hot takes for you today. Uh, the first story is not where we started our conversation, but I want to throw this out there first because I think it is the funny story of the week. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is facing accusations of fraud in her home state of Arkansas for paying a friend $19,000 uh, for what retails it at the most a $7,000 lectern. Now, I'm not sure who needs a $7,000 lectern to begin with. Um, however, it's interesting that she paid her friend $19,000 for a lectern. Her friend is not in the lectern business. She's in the travel business and promptly took Sarah to Paris for a week, along with a number of other ladies. Uh, so let's open it up to our panel. First of all, does anybody need a $19,000 lectern? And what's the appropriate punishment? I'm sure somebody does, but no. I would think it would be a minister, not a <laughs> I, I was getting ready to say, Tori, I don't think I need one, but I'd love to speak at one just one time. Will it, will it make the pearls of wisdom more pearly coming out of my mouth, standing behind a $19,000 lectern? Yes. Your words will be golden. <laughs> well, it's got a little okay. step behind it, so it'll make you you know, feel a little taller, Bill. I need that. <laughs> it would make the passing of the basket so much more urgent, you know. <laughs> exactly. God said you need to pay for this lecture. <laughs> and I hadn't heard about of this story, so during the intro, I went and looked up one, one of the stories. And this is just following the typical news pattern of, you know, somebody hatches a plot to defraud their people and take their money and use it for some nefarious purpose. And then <clears throat> they get caught um, it, innocently. There's somebody going through the credit card receipts going, what? Right. Right. And and asked about it and says, oh, well, it's an accounting mistake. We'll look into it. Uh, and as soon as he gets brought up with a problem, 
it's an attack by the liberals. Yeah. <laughs> that liberal math. That liberal arith how dare the, those that that arithmetic work that way. <laughs> the the other part of the story that I love is after they were caught, somebody went in and hand wrote on top of the digital receipt for reimbursement, which now is actually forging a government document and an official document, which adds to the charges. Uh, they they claim the Republican Party in Arkansas was going to reimburse the state for this lectern and. Uh, in great fashion, they said, we never said that. And the Republican <laughs> Party denied the whole thing. They said, we never said we'd pay you 19 grand for a lectern. So. You know, here is a classic uh, demonstration or display of just willful arrogance, which happens a lot in, in, in politics. When, when, when someone thinks that they are above everybody else they have this air about themselves which she had miss huckabee did of everybody else's is, is is fodder and now she's gotten so above the law ha 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 that now she is part and parcel with everything that she supposedly stands against i think that she's just following a very good example set by clarence thomas you want to go on vacation you let your friends take you <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the reality show of like federal prison. The housewives of federal prison. Yeah. Yes, I don't watch that. Nice. Governing from behind bars. Well, uh, Trump is trying to do it. Uh, I'll get very close to it anyway. So yeah, uh, we might that 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 show may be coming to a theater near you real soon. Yeah, and the casting call is going to be big. They're going to have to go through a lot of applicants. <laughs> And if you get denied in the first two times, just ask for another vote. Yeah. <laughs> Is that reality show playing out right now in the vote for the uh, House Speaker of the House, I think? Ah, uh, yes. Jim Jordan showing how many times the, the, the former wrestler can be thrown to the mat by his own team. <laughs> well, I look at it. I look at that one this way. You know, it took 15 votes, I think it was, for, for them to confirm McCarthy. Mm -hmm. So Jordan figures he's got at least another 12, 13 tries before mm -hmm. he gives up, right? I'm not sure that's the bar that you want to be trying to clear. Yeah. What does that do to someone's brain? To be going out for something and to, to have, like, the only thing standing <clears throat> between you and that thing that you want to just be, what, your delusion? Your complete unwillingness to take a hint, like. <laughs> well, you know, you know, and 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 here's here's a here's a here's a here's a somber note, if you will. When you look at what's going on, we we were joking, tongue in cheek about the reality show and everything, but when we look at the antics that are going on, in the departments of the government, that are supposedly you know, have the people's best interest, and it really looks like a, 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 you know, a reality show, it becomes very uh, difficult for the people to take this thing serious, right? So as a result, lawlessness and, and, and scandals and all these other things that are, 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 are 
nefarious, as they say, that the people have to be uh, uh, controlled by, if you will, from legal aspect. Now it's happening in the people who run the government. So it's like, you know, how do we begin to create a world that works for all when, you know, all of these uh, ills, homelessness, food insecurities, uh, transportation, infrastructure, all these things are facing us. And these people are buying $19,000 lecterns. They're, they're so narcissistic that they're running over and over again after the people. That, no, we don't want you. I, 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 it's, I don't know where we're headed with that. Well, perhaps we should have uh, a debate between the reality show hosts. And by that, I mean uh, Sean Hannity and Lawrence O'Donnell. Because <laughs> 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 having the two of them square off, you know, with the, the notion that they're at least a little bit journalists, um, not that they're necessarily either of them accountable for what they say, but at least you get the whole story rather than just immediately, you know, duck and cover, blame somebody else, and change the subject. So, wow. that, that'd be an interesting idea. I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, it's, we, we, we you know, as, uh, as, as Dr. Dr. King said, we, we have some difficult days ahead trying to mm. sort all this out. Yep. Representing the future of our country, I'd love to hear from Tori on this one. I'm waiting for Cardi B to run for president. <laughs> she recently revealed a deep interest in World War II, and I just think that she is uh, more competent than most of the people we already have in there, and a whole lot more charismatic. So, Cardi B, 2024. Oh my God! Billy. I wish I were completely kidding, but I've, I'm not. I've just disappointed heard... me so much. <laughs> Um, there's there's a the biography coming out of uh, Mitt Romney, and apparently one of the little tidbits in the book is that in 2020 uh, there was the suggestion that he run for president uh, as an independent, and it was, the suggestion was made by his running mate, or proposed running mate, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, it's yeah. like I just saw that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's whoop. Now, 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 there's there's debate over whether there's it's absolutely fact that she spoke to him and suggested that he run. It's it's up for, for debate whether she said she would be on the ticket. But her best friend, Gail, um, Gail King, mentioned Gail, Gail King. She mentioned it the other day on the newscast saying <laughs> that, yes, she remembers the conversation and she did speak to him about running. But. Uh, mums the word on whether she was going to be on the ticket. Wow. Oprah's <laughs> a great example of someone who should have taken her money and shut up and just gone to her Maui complex and stopped. Just stopped. She was doing fine. She had a great... <laughs> people liked her and the more we learn the less the less she should talk, I think. <laughs> well, I was in Salt Lake City during um, the 2002 Olympics <clears throat> and Mitt had to come in and, and save the 2002 Olympics. Uh, all of us agree. It was a mess. And if, and you don't see what's going on behind the scenes when a city is ramping up for something like that. Um, and the legislature was a mess. Um, 
the local predominant religion was trying to maneuver and control absolutely everything. And Mitch is a uh, is a good old Mormon boy himself, so he was the natural fit to come in and you know abandon Massachusetts and come in and save the Olympics. Uh, and the more I got to to recognize, I don't like him either. He he just likes to smile and. I think Tori's got onto some. He keeps his mouth shut for the most part. Uh, he's very judicious in what and when he says. Uh, but I'm very happy that he's not running for president. I'm very happy he's getting out of politics altogether. I think so. Um, but yeah, I had not heard that uh, Oprah was throwing her hat behind Mitch and Mitt and uh, that. Well, yeah, I, I found that out in the. Um in one of those news quizzes, you know, this is something that came out in the book. Which of these five people do you think was uh, pitched as a running mate? And I immediately ruled out Oprah. It's like, no, that could never be it. <laughs> and that couldn't happen. And well, I think it's not. There it was happening. Aye, aye, aye. Have you guys heard about the other big news coming out of Utah? About the uh, influencer mommy blogger family where uh the mom is now in prison and everyone's like wow the mormon church really shouldn't have been recommending this woman as a counselor for 15 years right oops yes yeah that that is a a very interesting story and i'll tell you having lived 15 years in utah did not surprise me one bit uh it 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 really didn't um uh, this poor family the kids uh, just uh, uh, being absolutely abused and abused for money. And and it really does fit the Mormon playbook, in my opinion, very well. I'm going to get in trouble for that one, I'm sure. But uh, it really does fit their, their playbook as well. So we've got a comment, uh, Moments with Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Welcome aboard. Um, she's saying, what about Bernie Sanders? Is Bernie for president? Is Bernie still with us? Oh, yeah. He oh. is. He's like in charge of a good committee. He's the only committee that's doing good stuff. He's amazing. But he's so old. I, I mean, they're all so old. If Bernie could make it, like, survive long enough to be president, I would vote for him, for sure. <laughs> okay, which leads to my big question, and I'd love to hear Tori's take on this as well. Um, how about, what about, what about Marianne? Why is it that the popular government, the, the, okay, well, I just answered my own question because it's the mainstream media, but why won't people take Marianne seriously? If you read her platform, if you look at what she truly stands for, um, other than being a woman from California, what, is, what about Marianne Williamson? And we were all next to this place. <laughs> <laughs> and a hush fell over the crowd. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I like Marianne Williamson. Uh, and she's wonderful and insightful and uh, encapsulates uh, large swaths of our philosophy uh, in a very practical way. And there is a certain gravitas that people who are at that level of politics have. And... Uh, she hasn't shown that at this point. Fair enough. So, does she have good ideas? Yeah, she has good ideas. And, you know, 
from time to time, so do I, but I do not have the gravitas to, to play in that arena. So, um, and I think, um, one of the challenges that she faces is that she is, is, is labeled a new thought practitioner. And unfortunately, the broader community still has a, you know, burning incense kind of approach or understanding rather of what new thought is, right? And unfortunately, they don't understand the roots, at least in this country, it comes from the transcendental meditation community with Walt Whitman and, and uh, Emerson and all, all, all these people. On one hand, they admire and, and revere, but when you take that philosophy and begin to put it into practice, now we got another thing uh, that they don't understand, and so they don't want to go there. I think that's part of it anyway. Z, I don't completely agree with you. It's that Marianne Williamson is talking the philosophy and basically change your thinking, change your life directly. And uh, it is much more effective to take it and use it and do something else with it. Uh, for example, there was this guy who ran a relatively effective campaign for president who grew up in Norman Vincent Peale's church, stole money, <clears throat> got funded to go into the real estate business, used that to become famous, then became a celebrity, and still using the same thing of if you say something often enough, you can make people believe that it's true, uh, derailed the philosophy and, in my opinion, the country. Um, so it's not like we're not ready for the philosophy. We're just not ready to have the philosophy uh, it, it just vanilla served up on a plate by itself. Well, you know, uh, uh, uh as strange as it is, I never ran into I used to go to see Vincent Peale at Lincoln Center when I lived in New York. Uh, I never saw that person, but I think I might know who you're talking about. Because uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I saw a guy come down the, down the aisle once that resembled the person. But I think I, I agree with that. But that is the that is a, 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 a transformative uh, process that happens to all people, I think, or most people when they step into politics with any ideology, is that the, the, the allure and, and uh, trappings of power begins to corrupt you if you're not there to serve. And, and that's where, you know, I think the, all of it becomes from. If you, hear this, if, you, if you claim yourself to be a public servant or a servant to the community, that's what you have to be. And if you obtain some wealth, it's because of what you have accomplished, not by the position that you hold. And that's where the challenge comes in. Uh, that, you know, we, 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 we got the story about Ms. Huckabee out there with the lectern and that whole thing. The power has just, I mean, first of all, the, the retail price was supposed to be 5000 Who needs a $5,000 lectern? <laughs> I'm not going to give that many speeches Well, I need that thing to be 5000 and then if you buy it for 19000 case closed. <clears throat> I, I keep flashing on the fact that we're, I think we're fighting over definitions. Because I agree with both of you, right? We're here to, it, politicians should be serving the people. I think the problem is politicians don't consider us people unless we're donating at a certain level. So unless you're giving in the six figures, you're not really a person to many of these folks. You're just a resource. And, and 
you know, we're dancing around Donald's name like like there's a gag order on us. <laughs> right. So my my real question is, how long is it going to take for Donald to break the gag order that he was placed under this week? And are we going to hold him responsible when he threatens the life of this judge? Of course not. <laughs> Have we held quick. him accountable at any other point? It do it doesn't work. Like he's he's Teflon, and like he, I think, could run a successful campaign from prison. It just it it he is so impervious to reality because of the base that he's got in his corner. They're so activated and they're so on board. Mm. And, and, and this is a direct uh, result of privilege. What happens when someone grows up with privilege or the assumed privilege is, is uh, assumably bestowed upon a certain subset of the total community, and then when that, most of that subset are not privileged, but they hang on to the trappings of privilege, it only takes one person who can articulate that, who can embody that, to rile them up to stuff that's just totally unconscionable in terms of what they're doing. Here's a guy, I don't know how many charges he got, over 100 charges, bunch of felonies, uh, in all arenas, taxes, uh, bribery, uh, and everybody is loving this guy. And it's like, are you kidding me? If I did one of those things, not 100 of those things, if I did one of those things, I would not be on this show right now. <laughs> well, you know, you got to hand it to Donald Trump for diversifying his portfolio. He didn't stick with tax fraud or with bank fraud or with wire fraud. He's like diversified into election fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but he does Witness lie. intimidation. But it does appear he likes fraud, yes. Well, yeah, fraud's a, a big going thing because it doesn't require any physical activity. True that. <laughs> it's the new American dream. That, uh, just have have enough audacity and be self-centered enough and you can be king. Yep, and just you, take it. And you know, Tor, you bring something up, right? And, and Bill, you were talking about the new thought principles, if you will, and, and, and how they've gotten skewed. Right now, new thought ideas and practices are prevalent in every aspect of our community right now. Five, well, 10 years ago for sure, and I dare say as many as seven years ago, you would not hear corporate America, major CEOs talking about mindfulness time for, the, for, for their workers and all this wellness stuff would not be in a corporate environment at all. And if it did show up, it would be uh, shunned or looked down upon. Right now, it is the mainstay of almost every, uh, definitely the Fortune 500, and I would dare say the Fortune 100, where you have all these things that have come out of the New Thought movement are becoming mainstay. They even cover, you know, you can go get acupuncture now and your insurance company will pay for it. But Go ahead, Doug. Oh, no. You, I was going to say what you are going to say. Go ahead. No, I don't think you were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what happens, though, when any good tool can eventually be turned 
around nothing is 100% anything. And what happens when these tools are being used to gaslight people? And that's now what they as people are associating these tools with. And that, I think, going back to Marianne Williamson is part of the problem, that she comes off as flaky and out of touch and gaslighting. That it's like, oh, you thought that's a thing. And like, tell that to somebody who's struggling in circumstance and tell them that they just need to look past their circumstance and they will tell you to go fuck yourself. (laughs) 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 We used to have a term when I was uh, selling software about uh, uh, being fully buzzword compliant. So, you know, whatever the current buzzword is, oh, yes, our software is fully buzzword compliant. You pick one and, 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 and we, we've got that. And the question for me is when it comes to mindfulness and uh, uh, inclusion and diversity and equity and equality and all of those things, are we actually doing those things or are we doing what we can to become buzzword compliant so we can use the buzzword without getting caught with our $19,000 <laughs> lectern down. <laughs> yeah, the, the politically, are we being politically correct with catch it all, right? And that's what it is now. You know, Bill, you, I think you strike on a really important point. It was about probably 10 years or more ago that I was in the San Jose airport and had a little bit of a layover. So I'm wandering around and down near the end of one of these concourses, there's this little door and it says meditation room. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I looked inside and there's nobody in there. And I went in and I sat down and I did a little meditation. I was meditating for a while because I had a few hours to sit there. So I sat for a while and during the time I was there, nobody walked in the door. And, uh, And so after I was done, I sat outside in that area of the concourse and I watched and for an hour or more people walk by and some of them would nod at the door and they'd keep going and no but so they had it they had a good idea they had a space um but nobody used it are we at a point where new thought has has neglected to activate the power of this philosophy in our lives and politics would appear to be a place that we don't we don't activate. We, you know, pray it away. Oh, uh, you know, I don't read the news. Oh, I don't watch the news. Oh, I don't pay attention to what's going on. I'm just focused on what's out in the future. Have we neglected to activate the base that is new thought or new thought adjacent even as a term I now hear more often? I'm not really new thought. I'm kind of new thought adjacent. Okay. Um, Have we failed to activate the people that claim they believe in this philosophy to actually do good and change the circumstances of our lives. An interesting question. It reminds me of something my dad always says of like, you got to treat and move your feet. And people really like to forget the second part. Yeah, and, and a lot of that got made much more difficult when, uh, when corporations became people and money became speech and so there's an unlimited amount of money that's now available in politics and this doubles back on something we were talking about a few minutes ago is there is so much incentive to be in the politics game to win in the politics game because of the money Uh, i think in a lot of cases now the money is the primary cause rather than a side effect of being in uh in, in government 
you know, and there's they're always, you know, the oh, somebody's going to run for president, they're going to write a book, they're going to sell a lot of copies of their book, uh, they're going to wind up with uh, with much more wealth coming out of the campaign or from being in office than they had going in. But it's not a direct. Here are these people who have an agenda who are going to to pour, you know, tens of millions of dollars into my lifestyle, yeah. uh, and 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 that becomes part of the problem because that, how do you say no to it? You know, all, all these people, you know, in, in Congress who absolutely positively know that Jim Jordan is not the right person to be the speaker. What they're afraid of is getting primaried out of their relatively safe Republican seat by somebody, you know, from the, 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 the wacko fringe who's going to come at them from the right. And then they're not going to have the job that they're using to get all the money and the campaign contributions and all the rest of it. So when we're more interested in our job than we are in our uh, our district, get your hands off my lectern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not even about personal enrichment at a certain point. Like I read yesterday, it costs more than fourteen thousand dollars a day to win a Senate seat. Like your personal wealth being able to fund that is almost out of the question. So then you're immediately, before you even get into office, in the pockets of other people and outsourcing your authority. And so, I mean, <clears throat> I've always felt like anybody who raises their hand to lead should immediately be disqualified from leading. <laughs> but <laughs> it, the way that we've set it up, like we are priming them to have their hands tied before they even... Right say the first word it was mitch that said corporations are people too and if right so again corporations have the money mm -hmm. they, have, they have that you gotta you gotta have enough money to be a person now you gotta have enough oh. money to donate to be a person because otherwise i could care less what you say i need to go after the people with the money to keep my job yeah, yeah. and they and and or are a political pack um you can get you one of them too um, or a lobbyist job for somebody, some group of companies. I mean, there are many different ways to do it. And I think the biggest challenge we have, which is the new thought principle, or really the, the global foundation, forget any principle, forget all the isms, right? I mean, we got enough isms to fill up 10 cups at least. And, but what we don't have is an understanding of oneness. If I take away the dirt on this earth, there will be no plants. So there's a oneness between plants and dirt. If I take away the air, there's no people on this planet. So there's a oneness or a connection at least between air and people. If we take away the water, there's no fish, there's no plants, there's no people. So we have to begin to understand this whole idea of oneness and connectedness and that all of the resources that we're just totally abusing are depleting the water and the air and the earth and pretty soon this will be a desert as opposed to a uh eden and 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 we will be directly the blame for it and we can start pointing fingers at at republicans and democrats and independents and this friends and that one but at the end of the day we'll be doing it from an ethereal place because we won't be here well see i i like your story 
But I also like the story about being able to drive anywhere I want in a pickup truck and fly places in a jet and not worry about whether the food is organic and, uh, you know, hire illegal immigrants to do my lawn. And so, you know, yeah, on the one hand, you got a good story. That oneness thing sounds really good. But what about me? (laughs) (laughs) But also, in order to make that work, you have to think so much smaller, so much more locally, like you in your community who's growing your food who's watching your back who's taking your dog out it it shrinks the sphere of influence and because we're in this like more 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 bigger 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 everyone's connected everyone's voice matters like it's impossible to find the oneness when we're so externally focused ergo the statement think globally but act locally right yeah. so there's the there's the treat and move your feet my treatment my prayer is globally things can come together but then i act locally to implement that not only in word but in deed and we understand the principles enough to know that if i do that and if i'm successful at that i will influence one who will influence another and pretty soon it will go global that's that's the whole thing about uh, being an influencer, if you will, on social media, you put something out and you get one person who tells another who tells another pretty soon is everywhere. So let's spend billions on focusing on America's problems rather than just sending that money overseas. I, I, do, I have, do I have to hold my hand on the boat? Do I have to check a box? <laughs> what, 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 how do I vote for that? <laughs> And like, don't get me wrong, I'm all about humanitarian aid, where people are being oppressed, regardless of who the oppressor is, even if it happens to be one of our allies, we need, you know, it's, it, that's, to me, that's part of the oneness as well. Mm-hmm. If we imagine and envision a world where borders are irrelevant, then it's only right to support and help our neighbors in their time of need. But at a certain point as well, is it it does me no good if my house is is falling down to go build you a porch i gotta fix my house we've got a it 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 appalls me how much money we send um to help everyone else and we won't help our veterans get off the street we won't help our people get off the street veterans are not we, we won't help our veterans with mental health care. We, we continually tell our own people, pull yourself up, up by your bootstraps and quit your whining while we promise to give money to oppressive governments to continue to oppress other governments. Yeah. Right. Just like it. Yeah. So, and, and, and so, uh, there goes the story, uh, and 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 then the, the real question becomes: What character in this story are you going to play? <laughs> Maybe we're playing multiple characters in the story. You know, there's the a, one, the, the old notion of you know good news, bad news. Who can tell? So a one you know, person show. Well, you know, Tori grew up in this teaching, and then got got a little traumatized and left for ten years. And didn't want to have anything to do with it. Was it 10 years? Was it more? What time is it now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And um, 
<clears throat> and then uh, became willing to deal with the sorts of new thought things that I have been saying straight through. Uh, and it turns out that she's a very good storyteller and uh, branding person and uh, communicator. And we were looking for somebody at New Thought Philadelphia, my spiritual community, to handle our digital media. And so she took over doing that. And it was because of health insurance. Health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, so, America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forced her back into that because there was a health insurance plan that's available. And all she had to do was to sell her soul to the devil. <laughs> Yeah. Not that we have like a devil. Our, like our Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Bill? You make a great point, you and Tori, in that when I look at my kids included, who grew up in this philosophy, like all religions or practices or whatever, eventually the kids leave because they get disenchanted with, with the application of the philosophy but it's ingrained in them. And so when they go out in the world, they begin to use these principles without proselytizing about them. And they begin to see one or two of them do really work, right? And so now they become great ambassadors. They don't necessarily always have the, the lingo correct, right? <laughs> but they got the actions down pat. So they you do. see them being successful and they're, and, they're, and they're making decisions based on that. And so we have to figure out how to, like it used to be, I'll say, in, in, in indigenous communities where each individual in the cycle of life begin to understand their purpose. The elders, if you will, begin to become the wisdom keepers. Not that we're telling them what to do. We begin to tell them, look, I went down that road at least five times and when you get to the to the big tree with the long arms you need to go left don't go right <laughs> now you can do what you want to do but i'm telling you you want to go left don't go right right yeah. if you want to go to the fire swamp go to the right <laughs> exactly. i think there is our call for the day go left don't go right <laughs> Well, folks, you know, we are almost running out of time here on uh, Ministers Talking Shit. So uh, I'm going to see, I'm going to kick it over to Tori because, again, uh, we get to have Bill at least, you know, once a quarter. Or so we don't get to see, we're, we're really happy you've joined us today and uh, found some time out of your real life to join a bunch of old farts talking about politics and everything else. Uh, and uh, before we, and I want to appreciate you and say thank you for, for following the memo and wearing a white sweatshirt today. Alvia um, <laughs> is being put on suspension because of his, uh, you know, not doing that. But um, we'd love to hear any final thoughts. What wisdoms do you have that we haven't heard yet this morning? Oh, man. No pressure there. I will just <laughs> say that there are a couple of books that I've been thinking about throughout this conversation. And one of them is um, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. And one of them is Braiding Sweetgrass. I'm forgetting the author's name. Um, and also everything Tom Robbins has ever written. But that is in in reading, in books, in the intimacy of just me and someone else's words is where I have been able to find spirituality and truth because of my own spiritual community traumas and so 
I think that that's a really special place to start and maybe to return to if you haven't been there for a while. So how about Beautiful. that? Thank you. Beautiful. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. We hope you'll come back again sometime. Definitely. And, and I promise we won't twist your arm to become a reverend. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It no. wouldn't work. <laughs> it's, no, that's got to be an inside job, and she ain't ready. <laughs> Part two, to be continued. <laughs> Yo, folks, these two live about, uh, I think you said about a quarter of a mile from each other. Um, yeah. I have a feeling they're going to be sharing conversations over lunch today. So, uh, LZ, how about you, Z? Any final thoughts for the day? You know, my final thought is, is, uh, is this one quote by Emerson that says, don't go where the path may lead. Go where there's no path and leave a trail. And we need some trailblazers now who have some semblance of, of what life really is and beginning to, to ex exemplify that in our everyday actions. And we know that as we're going down these roads, we'll see that little path on the left uh, that trail rather and then we say oh that looks interesting and and we can make some change happen in this place mm, beautiful thank you red bill well i'm first of all personally amazed that we managed to get through an entire episode of ministers talking stuff today without mentioning israel or the or gaza or the uaw strike so there's a whole bunch of strikes going on and we managed to talk about other things and that's the reminder that we don't necessarily have to be completely captivated by the things that are getting headlines today we can keep our eye on the ball and as i love to say be the light yeah beautiful. well said dot com. <laughs> <laughs> dot com be the light e dash e dash light dot com yes thank you See, thank you promo girl that's that branding expert coming through. Real Thank you for that. Uh, and uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that's watching today. Thank you for being a part of New Thought Media Network. We do have a full day of broadcasting out in front of you. Uh, plan to join us. We'll let's be your own hero with Seku Wright starts in just a few moments. Morning prayers is at eight fifteen. Rev Melissa with the morning sip at 8.30. 9 o'clock, Emma Moreno in our Spanish language programming. 9.30 is Spanish language prayers. Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Lineback is at 10. 1 o'clock, uh, The Joy Show with Reverend Barbara Jean. I'll be back with the good news at 5. Reverend Michael will be here with the fireside chat at 6. And, of course, our evening prayers at 8.15. However, uh, throughout the day, I think my... Uh, my big takeaway is it, when given the choice, go left. <laughs> Amen. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about and if you found value here please share our with your friends until next time peace and blessings